Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Thirty-nine of the program. So today in the group, we're talking about setting intentions. I'm a massive fan of the setting the intentions, the end of day reflections, just kind of bringing awareness to where you are at. This, this, this is true for any goal that you are trying to reach in your life, um, you know, well beyond just weight loss in general. Uh, this week, we've also been talking about sabotage, self-sabotage, which happens a lot, especially since a lot of you are talking about, you know, you've never done a diet this long before. And this, putting this kind of time and energy into forever kind of weight loss is exactly what you need to do to really lose your weight in a way that you get to move on for the rest of your life. You, there, there is a big difference in sort of eating healthy and eating in a healthy way that's conducive to weight loss, especially for how quickly most of you want to see your weight move. And that's where the living method comes in. It's this very systematic method where one week leads into the next, leads into the next, and really just keeps the process going, not just physically, but also mentally. Show up, do what you need to do. This is why A-type personalities do really well in the program. They're just great at following rules. They, you know, not that we have rules. It's, it's not that there's good food, bad food, on plan, off plan. It's just a matter of maximizing your efforts. But A-type personalities, they just kind of do what they need to do. But then there's this whole other realm of all the mental stuff that you need to work through, the issues, the associations, um, uh, uh, breaking through old habits, creating new ones, busting through beliefs that you have that are, are like really super deep and ingrained after years and years and years of just living your life, plus years and years and years of dieting on top of that. We talk about how the diet industry is so detrimental to your health. This is where you're going to start to really pick up on, you know, why that is and, and how that presents itself as you work through this messy middle that we're in. So sabotage is very real. Some people sabotage themselves out of fear of failure, just like in life, and some people sabotage out of fear of success. Um, for a lot of reasons, we get in our own way, especially when things are going really well for us. Some people, like, life is great, and when things start to go well, they just ruin it for themselves. Um, maybe you're used to drama. Some people, you ever know this? Some people who are drama all the time, and the minute there's no drama, it's like they create drama because that's what they're used to. That's what they know, right? A lot of you, when it comes to dieting, you know starting, you know stopping, you need to start again. Start, stop, start again. Start, stop, start again. Fresh start, new start, all of that. There is no fucking fresh start. There is no new start. There's none of that. It's just one big continuation in your life. You're on the same path. You're working. You're, you, if you've been dieting for 20 years, you haven't failed. You're persistent AF, but you're on, still on the same road. Do you know what I mean? You're still on the same path. You just haven't found the right path to get you as efficiently where you need to go. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's actually going to get you there. Maybe you've been just taking all these paths that lead to a dead end, and then you switch gears, another dead end, another dead end, another dead end, but you're inching closer. So what you want to do is sort of Really embrace working through all of the feels. You're going to notice some sabotage pop up. You're going to notice some frustration pop up. You're going to want to quit some of you. You're going to, you know, you're going to have all of the feels. And the best way to kind of contain sabotage is to set your intentions each morning. So setting your intentions is like waking up and screaming to the world, I'm doing this. 
I'm still freaking here. I'm still working towards my goals. I am doing this. And what it does is it brings it to the forefront of your mind. These are the things that I need to do in order to get one step closer to reaching my goal. So that's what setting your intentions is. Today, my intention is to, you know, be more mindful. Make sure I dig into those four questions. My intentions is to, you know, be mindful of my mood and aware of my mood. Am I going through my day being a complete and utter asshole? Because I have, you know, I, have, I do have some say and some choice over that. You know, I festering in my funk. Am I showing up every day? What kind of energy am I bringing to this program and this process? Am I just like pissy all day, every day? Or am I actually embracing it? looking at it as a challenge or a journey or an adventure or this amazing opportunity to actually like make real change in a really healthy way that's going to leave me as healthy as possible and really in tune to my body's needs and strengthen my mind-body connection so I can literally move on from this bullshit and go live my life. Do you know what I mean? Um, it can be things like your water. Like I'm going to drink my water today. I'm going to set my timers and my alarms. I'm going to whatever it might be. Now you also might want to add to that. You know, a lot of people will take their intentions and, and also add what they're grateful for. This puts you into a, a habit of creating more positive mindset. You know, things also too, um, you know, things that you're proud of and that you're doing really well. Like setting your intentions is all about what, what you want to do that day, how you want to feel while you're doing it. Right. And then I love a good midday check in. Especially if it's like, you know, I'm going to work on my water today and 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock is coming around and, you know, your glass of water is still sitting here and the only person who drank out of it was your cat. You know what I mean? It's like, oh shit, I set those intentions today. Because, you know, a lot of us really have this pattern of life that's very busy and we're used to sort of prioritizing other things, including work. So if you go to work and you don't eat all day, that's kind of, you've created a habit of that. So this is why setting those intentions, doing that midday check-in, that can be great to see where you're at on those intentions rather than at the end of the day be like fuck my whole day got ahead of me you know got away from me and I didn't do anything you know so that love a good midday check-in and then the end of day reflection so we have a post in the group you can um, you can do this in the app you can just use good old pen and paper if you want to um, you know to to set those intentions end of day reflections end of day reflections are not about berating yourself this always makes me so sad when I pop into the group and people are doing this oh I suck I didn't do this I didn't do that it's not about that it's about really honoring you know what you did do and what you did do really well it is more productive to really pat yourself on the back and focus on the things you did really well and reinforce that than it is to get on yourself you you know we're all really great at negative self-talk we're all really great at berating ourselves what we're not really great at is being a champion and a cheerleader for ourselves and when you do reinforce your good behavior you tend to keep doing that good behavior because it feels good when you reinforce it so focus on the things that you did really well and then make a list of the things that not that you pointed out that you didn't do or you didn't do well today but that you need to focus on and work on tomorrow you know add that to your list oops today I you know I need to work on my water not I suck I'm a complete and utter failure can't get my water in what's wrong with me you know okay I didn't get my water in today so let's make that top of the list priority tomorrow right so sabotage is a real thing setting your intentions and end-of-day reflections is a great way to contain it while you work through it each day. You're going to work through it. As long as you keep showing up, if you are following the program, the process, making the tweaks, you, the feels that you need to work through are gonna be brought up. The issues that you're gonna be dealing with that you need to work through are gonna be brought up. Those beliefs that you need to bust through, those are gonna be brought up naturally just with this process, especially with making the tweaks that we make each week. It's not just have a physical effect, it's a real mental effect as well. All right, um, let's see where we're at. Hi, Judy, I need to focus more on the 45 pounds I've lost 
and focus on the scale is so slow. Thanks for the reminder. Yeah, you lost 45 pounds. You can do this. There's no reason why you're not going to get there. It's just like you, you're on that road, right? And you're, you're, you're halfway there. I don't know where you are in your journey. Let's say you're halfway there in your journey. You have another 45 pounds. It's like, okay, so you're halfway there, but fuck, you got to keep driving. That sucks. You know what I mean? But there's no way to get there unless you just keep going. Really focus on, I, I, this is why I love Joanna Hunt. We need to have her back. We need to have Joanna on every group. So Joanna, um, I don't know, a lot of people you follow, we've had her on our Spill the Tea um, sessions. If you're following her by way of Live Be Loser on Instagram, she's always sharing. She's on, a, she's on a massive journey. She lost a lot of weight. She also deals with concussion and health issues. I can talk about this because she very shares it. She shares it freely. I'm sure she won't mind. Um, but she's been sort of posting, and this is what I love about Instagram and what I've been able to really see over the last few years is people actually really posting where they're at. And we actually see beyond Joanna, a lot of people will post, I didn't lose any weight, but look at their bodies completely transformed. And I think it's a great idea to take those progress photos. So each week in the app, you can actually upload, like I would upload a full body progress photo at the end of each week. We can't see that. We're not going to share it. The only person who's going to see it is you. So you can totally, it's safe. We do all the privacy things when it comes to our app. So we're not going to take your progress photos and you're not going to see them out there in the world or online or anything like that. They're yours and yours alone to see. It can be a great idea to take progress photos to really see how much your body's transforming. Plus, you know, take note of all those non-scale victories. Like I said, you know, I'm sleeping better. I'm feeling better. I'm this. I'm more in tune. I'm more calm and relaxed around foods. I'm happier. I'm, my skin is looking better. Like all of those things. The scale is going to come if you do the things that you need to do. The problem is it just doesn't have, tend to happen on the timeline that you want. But since when do you get every anything in life that happens exactly when you want it? Like very rarely, you know? So you can show up and do the things. If you want things to progress faster, this is where that maximizing post comes in. And I always use... Uh, I love, and I love that Dr. Paul reinforced this because people will be, I'm doing all the things, I'm doing all the things. And this is where I'll say to them, and this is why I got to do that troubleshooting session. My, I've had crappy internet. My whole sort of um, neighborhood was down. They had to fix some wires and cables. So I'm back now. I do this troubleshooting session where I actually take you through the 20 questions. And how this evolved is that in my previous groups, because it's my 18th group, now they're really big. Um, but they used to be, uh, my first group started with like 484 people. And that's just kind of grown from there. And so what I used to do is people who were struggling, right? I would actually, and, and they, they read over the maximizing post and they're literally, I'm doing all the things. I would actually invite them on camera with me and we'd have a Zoom call and we would air it in the group live. And, you know, this would be people who are like, I'm doing all the things, but they were never doing all the things. I stopped doing it because I had to point out the obvious that they really weren't doing all the things. They thought they were doing a lot and they probably were doing a lot. They were doing more than that they were used to, but they weren't coming close to doing all of the things. Um, and, and so simple thing like breathing, right? We talked to Dr. Paul about this. Just deep breathing. I don't mean breath work. You don't have to take a fucking course in how to breathe. I'm talking like just calm your ass down and take and take some deep breaths. Whether you do the box breathing, the four in, four out, or you do like the seven in, seven out, in through the nose, out through the mouth, whatever you want to do, just calm your ass down, sit down and take a few deep breaths, right? Like how often have you done that? So if you're sitting here, you're like, I'm doing all the things, Gina. Have you done that? Have you taken time to actually deep breathe throughout the day, which calms down your vagus nerves, which calms down your cortisol levels, which really helps with stress? And if you've taken time to read the, uh, listen to that conversation, 
or Dr. Paul, we talked about four main reasons why your weight might be slower to move, inflammation, hormones, whatever. But what accelerates and amplifies that is stress at the end of the day. So if you can get a handle on stress, you're going to get a better handle on all of those things. And I just use that as an example, right? Um, have you gone for a walk? Not for the sake of like getting your heart rate up and doing those things, but to help relieve your stress, to like to, 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 to strengthen your mind-body connection. Do you know what I mean? Just go f to help with digestion. You know, going for a walk after dinner, whether it's around your block, 10 minutes, 5 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever, helps with digestion. Do you see what I'm saying? There's so many things. Are you journaling? Are you showing up festering in your fucking funk and just pissy every day about what's happening on the scale? Right? And I, I get it's frustrating, but what are you doing about that? Are you then journaling? Right? Are you, are, you, are you writing down the things that you're grateful for? Are you bringing awareness to the things that you're doing really well? So there's always things that you can do, right? There's always things that you can do. But I know that you've lost that, that big chunk of weight, and this is like, ah, do you know what I mean? So focusing on that scale, it's like watching a, a pot boil, right? It's like that, that it's, you're sitting there making yourself crazy. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Meanwhile, if you go do something, you come back to it. Next thing you know, your water's boiling, right? I love that. Hi, Joanne. I lost most of my weight and feeling the best I have. After I lost my weight, I started blood pressure meds, which really sucks. I'm only 40, 135 pounds, not overweight, but had high blood pressure over a long period of time while I was pregnant. Now I feel like my weight isn't moving. I know the medication can be dehydrating. I drink about five liters of water a day, so not sure what the issue is of why my weight has plateaued for two groups. Any other suggestions of how I can get the scale moving? Yeah, I mean, lots. Like, go and listen to the conversations with Dr. Paul, right? Make sure you're checking with your healthcare provider. So this is a perfect example of, like, you can start eating healthy, but your body can still be really broken down, and you can and health issues can pop up. So I don't know, obviously, your maybe your, your blood pressure, for example, isn't tied to your weight. Maybe it's tied to your stress. Maybe it's tied to underlying heart issues that you're having. Maybe it's this, maybe it's that. Who knows? So obviously, losing the weight in the healthiest of ways. Okay, amazing. So let's focus on how great that is. Um, I, you didn't really give me much information on a timeline in terms of like when you started taking medication. Um, what about your digestion? So, you know, you may be looking at this being high blood pressure, all right, and new medication. What about your digestion? Are you pooping every day? Is your, are you, are you regular, right? Are you feeling bloated? Are you, how's your energy like? Do you know, so this, what's your sleep? So a lot of times we get fixated on this thing that we think is causing our problems when maybe you're just really super stressed out. You know, are you taking any of your basic supplements, omega-3, getting enough fat in your diet? What about your sleep hygiene habits? Were you up late watching Netflix last night or watching, you know, The Last of Us or whatever it's called? Do you know what I mean? Like a lot of times we get fixated and we think this is the thing that's stopping us when in reality, you know, it could be a, a bunch of other things in combination. So I would go through that maximizing post. I would go through the conversations that we've had with Dr. Paul. I would definitely listen to the four reasons why you're maybe like, I don't know, maybe you're also getting it at an age simultaneously. I don't know how old you are. Again, no information. So I'm guessing maybe your hormones are starting to kind of just adjust. Maybe, you know, you're heading into menopause, whatever that might be, you know, not to say that's not going to stop you from reaching your goal because ultimately your body wants this fat gone for you right? But it could be a variety of other things you're not even looking at because you're thinking at high blood pressure, right? So uh, have you gone out for walks? Are you going out for walks? To con are you doing deep breathing, right? To calm down that vagus nerve, especially if you're, if you're, if you're taking blood pressure medication, are you, are you journaling? Are you managing your stress, getting better sleep, moving your body more? Are you doing anything to get your heart rate up? How many times a week are you doing that? Could be that you are and you're exercising, like could be the opposite of that, that you're exercising every single day and you're busting your ass and you're not giving your body a rest and break and time. See what I'm saying? So this is sort of where if you go through the maximizing post and kind of check all these things and make sure you are doing the things, 
you know, this is where, you know, you might have to dig a little deeper on some of these, but and also you might have to take some of these a little bit more seriously than other people really need to. Maybe someone can get away with not really getting great sleep and staying up and watching Netflix all night and, you know, still lose weight just fine because they don't have the stress levels and the health issues on top of that, right? So it just sort of, this is where you need to figure out what is going on. Don't just look at any one thing though, right? So you, you focus on your blood pressure when it could be your digestive system. You know, especially if you've taken a lot of antibiotics, taking a lot of medications, it's just not just the dehydration factor. And if you, it is a dehydration factor, make sure you're drinking enough water, right? So could be, a, I, I mean, uh, Joanne, I could go down a rabbit hole of ask you a million questions and trying to help you figure this out. So this is your job to go down that rabbit hole and real, be really honest with yourself. So a lot of times too, people think that they're doing a lot of things and I'm not saying that you're not doing a lot of things, um, but this is where that, that psychology of effort comes in. This is, this was um, one of the first couple weeks of the program we did that sign are you reading the science Saturday post especially if you have any health issues it's so imp I'm telling you it will be a fucking game changer and I'm using fucking because I'm serious and I know most of you have not checked them out because my website tells me who how many people view them and something like there's 28,000 people in the group. Some of them have less than a couple thousand views on them. So I know you guys aren't reading them. And they will give you such great, even if you've read them before, right, relevant to where you're at now, reading those Science Saturday posts will give you so much deeper insight and clarity into this process. Psychology of effort, for example, that's a big one, right? And thinking like, and wanting this so bad and doing, I'm working so hard and want this so bad, but are you actually doing the things that you need to do to follow through? Do you know, are you just doing the things that you like doing. Do you mean I'm doing all the things? Really? Okay. How often are you getting your heart rate up? You know what I mean? How often are you deep breathing? How often are you going to bed on time? How often are you doing this? How often are you doing that? Do you know what I mean? So there's always so many things that you can do, which isn't like, you know, make sure you're doing them. It's really exciting because there's so many things that you can do. And, and this is why there's always things that you can do to level up. And even more exciting than that, all of these things that you can do to be proactive in getting and keeping that scale moving are things that are only going to benefit you physically, mentally, help you level up your health and wellness. So I get that the scale definitely would be a struggle, right? But at the same time, you're, you're being really proactive in your health and wellness. The, the last thing that I'm going to say, Joanne, and I love this topic and you brought it up, make sure you're changing things up. Don't get stuck on what you did the first time around, right? That happens a lot. Eat the same things, do the same things, trying to keep your portion small. Do you know what I mean? Like, I oh, this worked for me last time. Why is it not? People get stuck on that. So remember when we talked about you bringing a whole new fresh body to the table. So you, you may need larger portions. And again, they're always what they feel like, not about what they look like. But you may be coming off that group trying to keep your portion small, thinking that's going to get you ahead. It happens a lot of time. Or you're eating the same same things that you ate last time and maybe you lost your weight in the spring I don't know I don't know what it says here um, where you know you were and, and you were having more, you know lots of leafy greens and lots of salads and you know bumping up the fruit intake and stuff like that and maybe you're still stuck on that and eating the exact same things in the winter time that you were eating in the spring summer in order to lose your weight right so this is where that's not the right way to go you want to feed into those if you're looking for heavier fatty meats soups stews chilies you know adding in those carbs and you're not adding them in 
that's one thing that you may be missing out on. So you're not really in tune to your body's needs. What you are in is trying to control this process because you know what worked for you last time. And so you keep doing that again, not really, really being in tune with where you're at. So I don't know. That was a lot. I know that was a lot. So hopefully some stuff kind of resonated uh, in there. Let's figure it out though. Right? Like, like show up, ask the questions. Like we're here for you. So let's figure this out. There's no reason why you can't lose this weight. Obviously the, it, and it could just be time depending on where your body's at, state of stress, what else you got going on, who knows? Um, but that's where I would kind of dig a little deeper to give you a little bit of insight on that. Um, <laughs> calm your ass down, sit your ass down, take some deep breaths. Yeah. Do you know Yes, man. I, I'm the worst. L -l -l Listen to me during these, I, I always start these conversations talking mile a minute because I'm just so into it. I'm so excited. I, I love this conversation. I especially love the sense of awareness that, you know, we're bringing at this point. Do you know what I mean? Like, I love that. Like, the fact that you're here and you're wondering, what, what's going on? What can I do? I, I Like, I'm just, I'm so into that because what you haven't done is given up on yourself. You may be struggling, you may be festering in your funk, but your ass is still here, still working towards us. And these are the kind of conversations that we got to get into because we're not messing around when it comes to that finally and forever, you know? Uh, where are we? Where are we? I'm so proud of myself. Five days in Putacana, I did not fall off the wagon. Yes, I had some drinks. Yes, I had some yummy desserts, but I followed the plan for the first time ever. I don't feel uh, like a bloated, disgusting mess at the end of the holiday. The scale's up three pounds, but I know now it's not real and it'll be gone before you know, I love this. Like this is such a massive non-scale victory. Forget about staying on the wagon, the weight not being up, even if you lost weight, whatever. Chances are if your weight's only up three pounds, your weight's probably actually on its way down. So so once you get back on track with things and get back into the program, expect that scale to move. Um, but to be able to go away, don't we all just go away? We can't wait to eat and drink. And then literally by the end of our vacation, we can't wait to get home because we feel so bloated. We feel so gross. We just totally trashed ourselves. Like it's not fun, right? It's not fun. We just like, oh, I can't wait to go home, sleep in my own bed, eat my own food, all those things. That is not how you want to end your vacation. You want to end your vacation not wanting to go, I'm having the best time. That was amazing. Wish I could stay forever. Feel awesome. You know, like that's the whole thing. So whether or not you decide to stay on plan while you're following the program, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of make choices that make you feel good. Sometimes that's the margarita. Sometimes it's the onion rings. Last time I went away, they had the most amazing onion rings. Oh my God. I pretty much ordered them every day. Um, it's all about making choices that make you feel good. It's also about learning about when going away and making, even if you did go away and you ate all the things and you felt like garbage when you got home, that sense of awareness that you're bringing to that is like, okay, how's that working for me? So maybe next time, next time you go away, you're going to be on your water a little bit more. Add in, make an effort to add in a few little more leafy greens every day. Try to snack a little bit more often. Like we even at this point, going away is only a benefit because you, it's so great for stress levels. It's a change in the routine. Um, you tend to eat fresher foods. You may not be able to follow the plan as you know, as you know, as well as you would like. But there's absolutely no downside in going away at this point. And, and even if you totally trash yourself, what you learn, you can't, you can't be here at this point and not be starting to generate, you know, some awareness and in strengthening your mind body connection and being really in tune with that. And once you kind of got that, it's kind of hard to lose that once you kind of bring awareness to it, you know? Um, in fact, this is one of the things I think we're talking about today in our spill the tea conversation later today 
is a lot of you are really noticing how foods that you're eating now are making you feel not great. These foods that you loved, you look forward to eating, you're like, oh, like I can't eat them anymore. Yeah, you always felt like that. You always felt like garbage after you ate that thing, except your body just stopped talking to you, so it never told you, you know? So so going away at this point is so beneficial for a variety of reasons. Remember that we do have um we do have the um that that travel post if you're looking for any There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Okay, I'm on to Lisa. Good morning. Barely any movement on the scale. Third session, which is still fine. Still normal at this point for the scale not to move. Even if it's your, even if you're coming back around, all those things. Especially if you lost a big chunk leading up to this and you've lost a big chunk in general. Like sometimes people will do a program, they'll lose, lose 25, they'll lose another 25 in the next, and then the, the, the third program, their weight is kind of stagnant, right? This is your body taking time. At some point, your body's going to have to take time to solidify your weight. Sometimes people, well, they'll have like plateaus in between, like a week plateau, two-week plateau. Sometimes people have three-week plateaus, six-week, like while they're actually doing the program, where some people will like crush a program, crush a program, and then they'll repeat the program again, and that's where they're going to have one big ass long plateau because at some point, your body's going to need to take that time to solidify your weight, which is adjust your weight, just everything, right, to your new weight, so your new weight is now your new norm, and you want that because that means that that's your new set point, right? Back to the very first Science Saturday post. Your set point is the weight, it's a range of weight where your body is has set everything around it. Your your blood flow, your metabolism, your body temperature, your sodium levels, your all of it, how hard your the size of your heart gets set at a certain weight, right? So so this is where when you lose that weight, your body has to readjust to this new weight. How hard your heart is working is a very simple one. It's something people don't really think about. You can't lose 80 pounds and without needing your heart to adjust. Sometimes people are on blood pressure medication and then they lose a lot of weight and then they have heart issues, which they'll go into the hospital for and realize now they're blood pressure medication is effing them up because they no longer need it. I can't even tell you how many times this has happened because they go in and they're like, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with you is you're too healthy now and you don't no longer need your blood pressure medication because now your heart needs to shrink down. The blood pressure medication was there to stop your heart from growing too big because it was working too hard to sustain the size body that you're at. That's where a lot of times blood pressure can be tied to your weight, but to the, to the person's point of talked about your blood pressure, your blood pressure can be tied to other things as well. It's not always just tied to your weight. So your size of your heart, you lose 20 pounds, 40 pounds, 60 pounds, needs to adjust to the new size of your body. Things that we don't really think about, right? 
So this is why you can, you can, your body can, um, where is that post? I'm trying to go back to where was that post? Ah, I didn't finish reading it. I hate when I do that. I'm the worst. So, uh, okay, here we are, Lisa. So third session, big, so good morning, barely any movement on the scale. Third session, big non-scale victory though. I gotta, I gotta stop putting my head down. That's <laughs> just seeing my messy hair. <laughs> um, third session, big non-scale victory yesterday though. Pilates instructor invited me to go to the top level. She sees how strong and confident I am. Pretty pleased. I'm 62. I've had a knee replacement on one knee and, and psyching myself for the second for the second one. Yeah, being healthy AF. I love this. Massive non-scale victory. You know, feeling stronger, feeling more self-assured, feeling more calm, all those things. This is why that, no, she keeps showing up, expecting that scale to move, but this is when embracing those non-scale victories can be so motivating, honestly, and really make all the difference, especially when you know your ass is on a plateau and, and you, it's, you know, much needed time to adjust or whatever. You just don't want to sit back and give up and be like, okay, I guess it'll move when it moves. Still show up, still maximize. This is exactly my point. Still showing up, still maximizing. There's so many other benefits and all the other things that you are doing just from a health and wellness perspective. This is what makes us, this is why it's so amazing this program is so different than any other because look at other diets you've done. What have you done to be proactive when you're doing those diets? You're starving yourself. You're depriving yourself, right? And what happens when the scale doesn't move? You starve yourself even more. You deprive yourself even more. You exercise, not for the sake of making yourself strong, not for the sake of helping your mind and relieving stress, but to torture yourself, to try to force your body to burn fat. You rob your body of nutrients. You're just systematically breaking your ass down. Sure, you're losing the weight, but at the same time, you know, at what cost? And so that's why, you know, this process, like if you really get into those non-scale victories can be really so motivating, honestly. Good morning. I need to hear your words. Hi, Liz, about self-sabotage. I'm here. I'm refocused, focusing on what I've done. This is the fourth round for me. I, I love, I love self-sabotage because you really get to know and understand yourself. Because let me tell you this. If you're sabotaging yourself on your weight loss journey, you're also sabotaging yourself in other areas of your life. You do it across the board. What you do in this program and process while you're losing weight is what you do. It's just what you do. If you tend to start diets and quit, you probably also tend to start other things and quit. You don't follow through on things. You know what I mean? Like this, this is what you do here when it comes to your weight loss journey is probably what you're also doing in other areas of your life. So you sabotage yourself here. You're probably sabotaging yourself in relationships and opportunities and other things that you're doing. So for some of you, for example, your weight is working for you. I say this to my clients. They would get so mad at me. I'm like, you obviously like the way that you are. Yeah, with the, your weight works for you. Like, what? No, I want this so bad and I've been trying to lose weight for so long and I'm like, yeah, but so why are you not following through on it? Why are you so scared? Why are you sabotaging yourself? You know what you need to do. You're a grown up. Why are you not doing the things you need to do? And so a lot of times our weight works for us because our weight prevents us maybe from getting close to people. A lot of people with a lot of like personal past traumas in their lives that, that weight acts. I know it's so like cliche to say, but their weight acts like a barrier um, it's a, an excuse for them to, you know, not, not go, not be social, not go out, not date, not get into relationships, not go for work opportunities, whatever. You know, that's why I'm saying a lot of people will stress themselves out because they have a lot hinging on their weight because their entire life they have said, when I lose my weight, I'm going to this, I'm going to that, I'm going to do all these things. So now you're not just faced with like that goal of losing your weight. 
Now you're faced with all the other things that you said you were going to do when you lose your weight. So that can bring up a lot of feels, right? Like quit, when I lose my weight and I get strong and I feel better, I'm going to quit my job and start my own business. Well, fuck, that'll freak anyone out. Do you know what I mean? Not only have you lost your weight, now you're going to like do the things that you said, you know? So that's something a lot of people don't think about on their road to reaching their journey. I'm all about it. Bring it on. Like the, you're, the universe is going to throw everything at you. So that when you do reach your goal, you're also ready to do all of those things as well. But it's a it's a real thing. It's a real thing. Do you know what I mean? The self self sabotage. So a lot of people again stuck, you know, because they 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 want this so bad. But then this is where psychology of effort they're not really falling through because subconsciously they're very they're they're nervous. They're afraid. They're scared. Some of you will sabotage because you have done this so many times, and every time you lose your weight, you gain it back, and you can't stomach the thought of that. You are so terrified of that that you won't even get there to find out because and this is why you really want to embrace that this whole process is different it, you want it to be different you need it to be different to show that you've done it in a different way so that really on a deep deep level you're gonna know that once you get there you're gonna be able to maintain it and sustain it some of you would just you won't even get close you won't allow yourself to get close because you can't bear the thought of being successful and have it been taken away again Right? And this is why I'm telling you, it's different. This is why you gotta keep showing up. That's why you gotta work through those feels, work through those habits, work through those associations, work through those things. So you have to embrace the plateaus. You want them, you need them. They are part of sustainable, maintainable weight loss. I want everyone to lose their weight as quick as possible, right? But we have to do it in the right way so that when we get there, this is why there are four stages to finally and forever. If you did not check out that messy middle video, I start to talk about the four stages of finally and forever. There's losing your weight. That is why you are here, right? In the healthiest way possible, physically, mentally. Then after you're done losing your weight, just when you think you're done, no, you're not. You're going to have more work to do. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm amazing. I'm amazing um, sales advocate for my program. Yes, more work to do. You know, and you don't, you don't have to do it with us. You can do it on your own. This isn't like the, these three steps you don't have to keep giving us our money I'll get you to step one I'll get you to reaching your goal from there you want to go off on your own go off on your own we're gonna give you all the information all the tools that you need to do that we also do have support we have a maintenance group that you can go into you can ask all the questions that you need on an ongoing basis all of that so the next step is solidifying your weight now that you've worked so hard to lose your weight in healthy weight you've got to give your body time to get used to your new weight so your new weight becomes your new norm you can't just go back to living how you were living you've got to sustain it you've got to maintain it you've got to give your body time to adjust to adjust your blood flow and your body temperature and your you know your sodium levels and all of that you've got to give your body time which is going to be another couple months you want to put into that right then there's testing the waters and this is where you're like okay I've been maintaining my weight for a while I'm in tune I get it I now understand what maintenance looks like and feels right now while you're losing weight you're trying to figure out what weight loss looks like and feels like to you right as you move forward and you reach your goal then it's about figuring out what maintenance looks like and feels like to you what your new body looks like feels like to you your portions being in tune with that like really turning the page and really indulging in where you're at now with your new life after you've lost your weight you can't just go back why would you want to right and how is that working for you so then there's testing the waters right and this this can last some people a couple weeks some people a couple months some people might take a lot longer just to kind of tread lightly and be like okay I'm you know I'm not sure the biggest issue here is trust 
trust, trusting that you are in tune, trusting that you know what you need, trusting that you've done this the right way. This is where people really struggle in maintenance. And then once you work through that, then you live a life like I have for the last 30 years. I wake up, I look good, feel good. I don't know about feel good today. I'm fucking tired. I got this cold I'm dealing with and whatever, but you know, you might not always feel good. Um, but you know, for the most part, I don't, I don't stress about what I'm going to eat, not eat all day long. I just wake up and I live my life. That's that four stage, right? Like the, it, there's a stage to get there. That's where I, you know, I indulge when I want to indulge. When I start to, you know, indulge too much, I, I pull it back. I get my ass back on track for a few days, kind of clean it up a little bit. I know what we need, which we're going to cover in the end. So, you know, all of that, all of that is all part of that. So sabotage is a real deal. And what's exciting is sabotage is just showing you what you need to work through. The feels that you're having are just messages of like, you need, why is this bothering you? Why are you so, like if you're frustrated, for example, why? Why? You're showing up every day, you're doing the things. I know you want the scale to move and it's not, but that's not where your source of frustration. Your source of frustration isn't the scale. Your source of frustration is probably like, you've been trying to fucking lose this weight for 20 years already. That's probably why you're frustrated, rightfully so. Your frustration is like, you spend enough time, energy, and money on this. You want this done already. I totally hear that. Do you know what I mean? But your, your frustration isn't on what you're doing now. Your frustration isn't on showing up every day. Your, your frustration isn't what's happening on the scale today. It's the baggage that's come along with bringing you to where you're at today. That's your frustration. Maybe your frustration is you're recognizing your life is not allowing you to make choices that make you feel good. Like you have those jobs, that's job where you can't take time to eat, you know, and you can't do this and you can't. Maybe you're realizing you have literally created a life where you are the last person on your priority list. That's why you're frustrated, you know? So if we keep focused on that scale, I'm frustrated because the scale isn't moving. No, you're not. That's not your source of frustration. You may be part of it, a little tiny, tiny part of it, but that's not your source of frustration. So really, where's your frustration coming from? Do you know what I mean? This is where, these are the kind of conversations that we really want to dive into. Um, blood pressure issues. There may not be anything you can do about a genetic base. There's a lot. I do not believe in that at all. There's a lot that you can do. And we also know that when it comes to blood pressure, any health issues, the lifestyle changes that you can make and facilitate your health. You may not be able to get rid of it, but there's a lot that you can do to address it, you know? So I can't do that. It's just how it is. Live how it is. That's just like so not true. It's, there's so much that you can do about that with you when any kind of issue that you have. Yeah. Some people have genetic disabilities, genetic issues that they're dealing with you know what I mean but there's a lot that you can do to make to feel as best as you possibly can even with those things you know um, you can split split it up oh you guys are whatever calm magnesium is making me have loose bowel movements so so calm magnesium should not be making you have loose bowel movements and I'll tell you why because a lot of times people add in the calm magnesium and they're like well I'm having loose bowel movements also what's a sign of detox right? Loose bowel movements. Very similar to if you ever got your period or, you know, where you have like constipation days leading up. And then when your actual body follows through, you have looser bowel movements, kind of similar situation. So, um, loose bowel movements are very typical for detox and when the scale is moving. So if you're having loose bowel movements and the scale is moving, it's probably due to the fact the scale is moving. We have a lot of people who take calm magnesium and then they take it out and they're like, well, I'm still having loose bowel movements. I'm like, yeah, cause it wasn't the calm magnesium. In order to really have loose bowel movements from the calm magnesium, you have to be taking a lot of it. So just Keep that in mind. Plus, the calm magnesium doesn't cause you to have loose bowel movements because you're totally in charge of how much that you're adding in, right? So if you feel like you're taking too much, then simply scale it back and take less. Split up the dose. Take two during the day, right? Because it's not a sleep aid. It's not a poop aid. It's none of those things. It's a magnesium supplement, right? To give your body one like actual magnesium, the mineral. So you can do, split up the dose, right? So this is where you want to be like, oh, calm magnesium is taking the bowel movements. A lot of people say this is causing me to have loose bowel movements. I need to stop taking it. 
Or you could just adjust the dose, right? So it's a more appropriate amount for you if you are overdosing on it, which means, but really you'd have to take so much of it. And I know it says on the bottom, this is the problem with magnesium. This is why I do not suggest that you add in the supplements until week two of the program to actually start to feel the effects of detox because so many people will relate loose bowel movements to the actual magnesium itself. And in reality, it's the process. Some people have, some people never take um, magnesium and they have loose bowel movements the entire time because we're piggybacking the body's natural detox response. So that sort of is the response of having loose bowel movements is the program itself. The number one way your body actually detoxes is through bowel movements. So, but if you feel like it is, simply just cut back on the dose. Minimize the dose to split it up during the day. Do you know what I mean? Split up during the day. This is where you have to, this is where you have to make, we're going to talk to Dr. Paul. He's going to be back on Tuesday talking about secondary supplements. And then one of the things we're going to talk to him is about adjusting. So recommended doses are one stop shop for everybody, right? People come in different sizes. You could be six hundred, six, six foot tall, 300 pounds. You know what I mean? You could be four foot two, 90 pounds. And the, the same recommended dose is the same recommended dose. So I learned about this when my ex, so my ex husband, um, he is not well. He had, he's had, he had total organ failure about, uh, geez, nine years now, nine or 10 years ago. Um, he's on, he has like a 19% heart out rate. He's on uh, heart medications. He's uh, on dialysis. Um, and so he's, he's a very sick man. And when he first got sick, he, he was taking a bunch of medications and there was one medication that I realized caused him to have this really, really, really strong cough. Like it was just really bad cough. And so I looked into it, of course, did my research, talked to other people, there's doctors in the family and stuff like that. And they're like, it seems to be this one, I think it was Carvedilol was the name of it. And so we got an appointment with um, a, a cardio specialist. I'm so excited to talk to this specialist and what can we do? And I said, this one medication is causing him to have this cough. And he's like, oh yeah, okay, we'll just take it out and double up on this one. And my mind was blown. I was like, what do you mean? Just take it out. What, first of all, it was like 400 bucks a month or something crazy for that one pill. So first of all, it's really fucking expensive. And then it was like, just double up on that one. I'm like, well, don't you have to do a blood test? Don't you have to test this? Like, what, what, what do you mean? I was like, what do you mean to stop taking it? If you could just stop taking it, why was he taking it in the first place? And the doctor was like, well, we know that there are certain medications that work. We try them. We see how they work. They don't work. We switch them up. I'm like, but that's not very scientific. Like what? And so that really blowed my mind that just take that out and double up on this one and see if that works. And so this sort of went in that rabbit hole. Well, what about supplements then? Like, so really we're just kind of adjusting based on how our bodies were spotting and figuring them out, right? So this is what you want to do. Like you're super high stress person, right? You're not getting, you're not eating a lot of fish in your diet. Um, you have certain um, health issues. There, there, there's more and more research about really doing higher doses of omega-3, right? Some people might just do one, great on one a day. You know, some people might three a day. Some people might need more than that, right? So we're depending. And this is one of the things we're going to talk about Dr. Paul is adjusting, you know, for example, your vitamin D. I do not, I know I've gone and got tested. I do not absorb vitamin D well. So I do like, I do sort of mega doses on vitamin D. Same thing when it comes to magnesium. My, my D's my magnesium and vitamin B's. I actually had a real issue about four years ago where I woke up and had vertigo so bad I couldn't walk for like weeks. And it turns out it wasn't in our ear at all. It was actually a brain, a chemical imbalance in my brain from being really, really low on things that I was taking, but then my body doesn't really absorb really well. So that's one of the things we're going to talk about. So, so you're adjusting, right? And the supplements are just so basic that you have wiggle room to adjust those. So you can try increasing them. You can try decreasing them. You can try to, at this point too, you're really aware of your body and how you're feeling. So you can really trust that, you know, um, none, none of them are going to, none of them are going to, um, 
None of them, you, you'll be able to, to kind of just play around with them and go by how you feel. I love the science Saturday. It's, uh, science Saturday. It's amazing to understand all the whys. I read the science Saturday in the book. Yeah, they, they are in the book. I, this is why this book is here because I don't read things on screens very well. They, these posts are, science posts are also in the app. There's a whole science guide in the app as well. Um, this book is still available on Amazon. I keep forgetting to talk about it. Um, at this point, the program, where are we? So, oh, we just did um, maximizing posts. We're about... We're about here, a oh, week six. Oh, we're, we're like not even here yet. So we have still this much of the program to go. So it's still a benefit if you're looking to realizing it's a lot of information, just having it as a quick resource as well. I got to go. I got to go. Um, let me move down. See, if there's a couple questions I'll get to. Um, good morning. Last night I was craving to eat a bag of chips. Stop myself because I'm stressed out and PMSing. This is the first time I stopped and realized why, why I'm sabotaging myself. I'm down 14 pounds. Yeah, I love that. I love that, right? So I'm eating the chips. Do I really want these? So intuitive eating. Let me talk about this, then I'm going to go. Intuitive eating. It's such a buzzword right now. It's such horseshit because really to be intuitive to what you need to eat, you actually have to strengthen your mind-body connection and most people coming off starvation diets are so disconnected. You guys know this because look at just trying to ask those four questions and get in tune to those portions. Most people can't even figure out what makes them feel satisfied, let alone be in tune. But you actually are acquiring the skill, especially if you're a repeat member, to do this. Right? Okay, I'm having these chips. You want them, but you don't want them, but you recognize you're eating them anyway. Why is that? This is serving me. I'm going to be done eating these in the next five minutes how am I going to feel after why am I eating these chips do I really want them? if the answer is yes I really want them I'm going to enjoy them and they're going to be yummy great I also need to be aware that I don't berate myself right for hours afterwards and wake up the next day and be pissed at myself for having them so if I'm going to make a choice to eat these are they actually going to bring me joy why am I eating them because they're bringing me joy because I enjoy them because I love them I want them but then if you make that connection you start to berate yourself and you wake up the next day did you did they really bring you joy really did they bring you joy so maybe what it is that you're looking for in the moment is not the chips it's the distraction because when you eat you can't really think at the same time so maybe that was the distraction for you maybe that was you time try switching that out with tea because this could be habitual right at the end of the day you calm down you just want to mindlessly munch on something you can just also mindlessly sip some tea you know I do this all the time with wine so um, you know yesterday there was a bottle of wine that was set up for dinner and I was just like oh and in the afternoon I was like fuck I'm gonna drink that whole bottle of wine I want that so bad but then when it actually came to the opportunity of having the wine I was like you know what I'm gonna I feel like crap stressed out so let me drink the wine but physically like I'm getting a cold I got a sore throat my kids I'm pretty sure my kids gave it to me because they've all been sick and they've all had it but whatever um I went and had tea and then I went up to bed and you know even Tony I went to bed and I had like my tea and you know I'm going to in my water my water my tea and I could even I could tell Tony was kind of looking at me like you didn't drink that wine I'm like you didn't even have to say it I could tell just by looking at me he was like you got tea I'm like yeah man I'm going to bed with tea um so kind of switch that up do I really want these why why am I having them? And it could also be sabotage, right? It could be also like, you know, you're doing all the things at the end of the day. And usually that's the problem though with that nighttime hunger is that one of the signs that your scale's about to move the next day is you are kind of extra hungry at night. You get a little bit irritated, a little extra hungry at night. And that's usually where if you hold off, you'll see that scale that move the next day. So that's kind of like that. Uh, do you know what I mean? Like have the chips, don't have them or whatever you're eating, fine. But you know, you could be like delaying that what you see on that scale and not because the weight isn't still going to move because it's still going to move. It's just that next day it might be up or the same because of salty chips, right? So if you had chips last night, you indulge and you woke up, your weight's the same today. Chances are your weight is actually on the way down. 
down because your weight should be up from all that stuff. I gotta go. Loving this conversation. Um, if you are listening by way of podcast, because I know there's so many are who didn't get into the actual group, make sure you check out our spill the tea conversation later this afternoon. If you are in the group, I hope that you come join us. Uh, Kim and I are going to talk about this week. We are talking about some general questions, obviously, because it's more towards the end of the week. But we're also going to be joined by Sean Hogan. Uh, we're going to hear from him and his story. So I'm looking forward to that. Have an amazing day, everyone. And I'll check in later. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.